welcome back to the Yahoo Fantasy Hoops podcast. Uh, it is a very special Thanksgiving week edition. We are recording this, a little bit unusual, recording it on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. I am here in the fabulous Yahoo offices in Chicago, Illinois. It's like me and two salespeople. There's not, it's kind of a ghost town here right now. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, by Dalton Del Don somewhere in Central California. Dalton, what is up? How is, how is Thanksgiving week treating you? I'm doing well, Andy. I'm glad you could fit us in your schedule today. You know, it's the day before Thanksgiving, a, kind of a busy travel day. And I don't know what you were doing. You had an autograph session or something. You you, you made us, you held up the pod today. I forget what you were doing. What was it? Yeah, sometimes I'll head over to a local mall and I'll just sign for the kids. You know, it's it's kind of a scene when I show up. They're like, oh, man, you're that guy from the draft videos. And then I'm yeah. just signing for hours. Yeah. But it was, no, it wasn't like that. Had a radio call before this. My regular, my regular hit with uh, with Big O in Miami. Um, love it. Uh, I'm just out here trying to promote the Yahoo brand, trying to spread the word, trying to be like the best company man that I can be in the final hours before Thanksgiving. And uh, you, being the diva that you are, are just yeah. raging behind the scenes because we can't start the podcast on time. You're flipping out at multiple producers you're calling our boss jason klobaka complaining about me god knows how many uh, complaints have been filed with hr sorry I'm, i apologize no i was totally fine i just wanted to point out who's the diva now making uh, can't keep this guy everyone happy. putting their holiday plans on on hold for you but it's all good let's talk some, <laughs> let's talk some hoops let's, let's talk some thanks yeah, let's talk some thanksgiving let's do this andy you're just trying to prepare some side dishes there you're trying to get yeah. the green bean casserole going right, and, right, uh, yeah, and i'm, I'm yeah. holding you back yeah exactly yeah more of a stuffing guy than, than green bean casserole. But uh, I, that, gotta, that, I gotta say, that, I feel like I almost have to apologize. Like Matt Harmon went in on green bean casserole on the last edition of Fantasy Football Live, like the Week Twelve show. He like he tried to deliver just blow after blow to green bean casserole, and frankly, I thought it was uncalled for. Uh, I thought it was unprofessional. People love green bean casserole. Uh, many, many say that it's the greatest seasonal casserole. So uh, I was a little bit embarrassed by Harmon's food take, but I don't know. You you seem like you're not a big green bean casserole fan either. Yeah, I'm more, more on Matt's side with that. And like I said, give me give me stuffing. I know some people consider that low, but I don't know. I, I don't know. It's I know it's not served at all time of year for a reason, but uh, I don't know. I look forward to it this, this time. You're just all carbs all the time? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm not, not super worried about that. What about you? Are you stuffing guy or no? Um, sure. I'm an everything person. I don't say no to, I don't say no to Thanksgiving. Sides. Unless there's cilantro, then everyone has to evacuate the entire premises. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't understand you fringe people who can like, whatever. It's fine if you can tolerate cilantro, but I, it's the people who actually actively like it, it that just good. can't be trusted. Like I am, I am in whatever percentage of people that is that, that are just, just find it revolting. I can't think about it. Certainly can't taste it. Spit food out when it's got cilantro in it. It's just like a devil weed. I hate it. I'm glad that it plays no role in anyone's Thanksgiving. It does not belong on the Thanksgiving table. I would, I would, I would battle over that take all day. All right. Yep. Yeah, we have enough of your bad food takes. What are your bad, bad fantasy uh, hoops takes? <laughs> I don't know if I'm done talking about Thanksgiving. Do you have a, do you run a turkey trot? Anything like that to play a turkey bowl? What do they do no. in the Del Don family? Um, there's no crazy tradition. I'm actually going to go see my grandpa this year. He's 97 years old. So that'll be, that'll be cool. But um, oh, I don't have wow. any crazy tradition. I kind of just rotate with my, my wife's families. They rotate too. So nothing to do. Yeah. I haven't had a deep fried turkey in a long, in a few years. And I remember loving that. It's actually been a long time and I remember loving that. So that was my one goal in the future. I, I want to have that again. It's been like a decade and I remember just loving it when, when I, when I did have it. I don't think I would ever actually attempt to do it myself. Right. Because right. Because that's like, no way. You know, Dangerous. there's a, there's a. <laughs> 
there's a high risk factor, I believe, with the deep Have you had one beef, recently, though? Awesome. I remember it being crispy on the outside and like delicious on the inside. It's been like, like I said, far too long. That's my goal. I have had it. It's spectacular. Yeah. It's absolutely spectacular. I don't think we're going to be doing that this year, but we, we do. Uh, What's your Basically, tradition? all of the food preparation happens at our place and then the food gets transported to my brother-in-law's place so they get like all the glory and all the gratitude and we we get all the cleanup and the preparation it's that's you know, so I'm, I'm like yeah, the quiet hero rough. of thanksgiving yeah, yeah. much as, as i'm the quiet real, hero of yahoo fantasy just like your everyday life i was gonna say no different in, in, in any. <laughs> all right, that's probably enough food preparation talk um let's get into our starting five this is i gotta be honest with you this is a very difficult week for me i've been uh like a lot going on not only family-wise with the holidays but like every sport is uh is making news right now so i've probably i've actually seen only one full nba nba game like start to finish over the last uh i don't know three or four days that being the uh carmelo anthony coming out party against the Chicago Bulls. Um, I feel like maybe we should, I don't know, should we apologize for him? Are we directly responsible for this? Did we motivate him? I have no idea. But um, Melo just scored 25 with uh, eight rebounds. It was like uh, almost a kind of sort of vintage Melo line, um, obviously against a soft opponent. I don't know. How are you feeling about him now after uh, after his Monday performance? Yeah, I was going to say, does it count if it came against your Bulls? But, uh, <laughs> not really, no. First. Not so but, much. Yeah, but it did actually, in all seriousness, come with Lillard back, too. So that's that's yeah. nice. you know. But but I will say, you know, overall, he's still looking at 39% field goal, 71% free throws, or what, one in three with him. Uh, disaster season so far, 6-12, and 12, I think, on the year. But in points leagues, yeah, if he's going to start and get all these minutes and fire up those shots, so then sure. But I still think he's going to be a disaster in category leagues. So no, I mean, I guess I will say... Interesting to see him have it. That he still has this in him, so like probably a little better than I thought. But no, I'm not. I'm not going to change my view as far as category leagues. Yeah, I haven't added him either. Um, I would really like to see him have just a just a nice final chapter. Um, again, I don't know that like he's he's kind of set up for disappointment in an environment where they just got to win right away, and I don't know that he can really contribute to winning at that level for that team right now that has um, that needs to dig its way out of a hole, but. I don't know. It's it's cool when Carmelo's good. It's cool when the sure. when the jumpers are dropping. Like it was nice to see him score twenty five and look a little bit like uh, like normal Carmelo. I think that game actually brought his plus minus for the season to to pretty much even um, after he was in a huge deficit going into it and a huge deficit after that first game. So I don't know if we get if we get a few more games like this and we're left with pretty good memories of Carmelo Anthony at the end of it all. I'm I'm I guess I feel okay with that. Yeah, I'm still skeptical, and I think his defense is going to be a disaster. But I'm not rooting against him, and cool. I hope he, I, I'm rooting for him. And again, points leagues, he could be a thing just because of the pure volume. Right, right. I think that's right. And it was obviously it was good to see him perform well and play a bunch of minutes with uh, with Lillard back in the fold. For sure, definitely. Number two, the starting five. Uh, let's talk about another Monday performance. Let's talk about Buddy Heald. Uh, Buddy Heald hit 11 threes. There, like, there was a time in the history of the NBA when 11 threes was like was like a good week, uh, but just 11 threes, uh, 40 plus points, great fantasy line. Obviously, he'd been a dud in his uh, in his previous three games. Uh, it, that game alone kind of brought some of his season percentages in line with what we might have expected. Um, really good to see. I don't know how you feeling about the. They still have De'Aaron Fox out. Like, there's still all kinds of problems for the Kings. How you feeling about him right now? Yeah, so you bring up the the whole week and threes and uh, different era we live in, and I believe uh, Larry Bird 
Never hit 100 threes in a season, but also led the NBA in the category twice. So like, just think about how different that is That's compared crazy, to, to the, the stats now. Healed this year, I believe it's, he has a higher usage rate than last year. Uh, one thing that has to be noted is changing coaches to Walton is they were a top three pace last year. And I think tied for second last this year. So that mm. that's a drain on some fantasy value if that's a thing. I mean, there's a coaching change. So that's been a definite cha- tangible difference. So um, I don't know with Walton's history, though, if that's something you could count on continuing, though. So uh, nice to see he'll go nuts. And you know, he's back to, like, as you said, as everyone expected, kind of moving forward. And yeah, he'll be, he'll be a, a nice third or fourth round asset. Yeah, okay, you've got me going down a uh, a Larry Bird uh, rabbit hole right now. Uh, <laughs> I had to look that up right away. Yeah, that's crazy. So... Bird, uh, was that right? In his in his, at his absolute best, uh, in his best season, averaged one point three threes per game, <laughs> which is just which is just not a huge total, right? Was uh, had a bunch of seasons with uh, where he shot it over over forty percent, and obviously in today's game, yeah, he he led the league in total threes a couple times, once with eighty two, and yeah. once with ninety. That yeah, Curry, led yeah. the NBA. Curry is that getting off the bus, you know? I mean, it's crazy today in today's Right. That's like yeah, literally a month. Different. That's a yeah. month. Um it's and nuts. and that was a full season back then. He's a man, he's a perfect example of somebody who actually like how how well we talked about this last week. I was I was yammering about Ben Gordon, but how fun would it be to see Larry Bird yeah. jack 753s a year like whatever the like whatever Curry shoots. It's like 700, 750, harder more than that. Um how fun would Bird be? No, so fun, yeah, for sure. No, with the pace, it'd be so so different. But yeah, it's just crazy noting just such a such a wild difference in styles. Um, I want to talk about uh, a team that would have dominated in any era, uh, and this will be topic number three. Uh, did you catch the uh, the Clippers and Mavs game last? I night? did catch some of that. Yeah, yeah, tough defense, man. That's yeah, that's going to be a tough team. It's obvious. I mean, it's it's yeah, the Clippers team's going to be tough, a tough out. Yeah, so they hold Dallas to 38% shooting from the floor, 29% from three. Um, Porzingis wasn't exactly a clinic. He did finish with 15 and 10. Uh, Doncic, 22, 8, and 6, but they forced seven turnovers. Didn't shoot it particularly well. Um, it like it speaks well for, for Luca so far in the season that he can still have a terrific fantasy night for the most part, um, even when the team is getting shut down. I don't know. The uniforms are really ugly. That floor is really ugly now. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know. There's a lot that I don't like about, uh, about the Mavs aesthetically. Uh, but Luca really good. I've just like overall impression, having seen a portion of that game and having seen certainly the highlights, what just a ridiculous lockdown defense that is. So I know this is a small sample, but before this game, Dallas entered with the best recorded offensive efficiency season ever, um, g- dating back to when they started. I looked back at every one, and uh, that's it dropped a second since then, so it shows how small the sample is. One game can still affect that. But yeah. um, they were rolling, and yeah, just totally shut down. Their Clippers are 6-0 and after uh, losing their debut with George, and, and it looks like pretty awesome combo. And yeah, that looks like a, t- a team that you'll want to factor in in your DFS lineup decisions too i mean you know the other la team yeah. the lakers they're the one actually is the by far the number one best defensive efficiency so far this season and again they might be burning out their starters more than clippers come playoff time but both la teams look very 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 difficult matchups i mean their defense is legit, are legit. yeah it like coming into the season i guess i would have said that the west seemed really wide open but it sure seems like we're headed for a for an la versus la staples center series at some point right yeah it really does yeah can't wait can't wait where are you at on where are you at on porzingis now um, I think we were, neither one of us was particularly bullish on him coming into the year. 
Um, the lines haven't been bad. I mean, he's not playing, you know, they, they haven't all been beautiful games, but, uh, but pretty steadily, um, like low level double doubling. Yeah. He's going to be fine season long. And I feel like he's going to get better, you know, the more comfortably gets and all that and healthier and stuff. But from like a DFS day to day basis, he's one of the more volatile stars. I don't know if it has to do with being seven foot three. And like, if he just doesn't feel hundred <laughs> percent, it matters, but you know, he's very up and down. Like he looks like a monster, one of the best 10 players in the league some nights, and then, you know, really shaky others. So I would say that he's real volatile, but yeah, I mean, it looks like you know, going to be going to be very good down the stretch for sure. I, I would, I would assume. All right. Speaking of sudden volatility, uh, I want to I want to talk about topic number four, and that's got to be Joel Embiid. Um, he went he went zero for eleven, missed every free throw on Monday night, um, gets shut out, which is just not a thing that uh, happens to superstar players. Like once every few years, you might have a game where you score in the single digits. Nobody gets shut out. Um, I I, I got to admit, I saw very little of it. I just saw highlights. Um, was this just a Marc Gasol and the Raptors thing? Maybe this is too much of an overreaction, but I I actually think that like a game in which you score zero points is is almost disqualifying from the MVP <laughs> race. So I think we can throw out those tickets. Didn't Jordan like go never without single digits? The longest streak ever of the of the 10, 10 plus games. Years and uh, years and years. Yeah, yeah it, super it was rare. insane the amount. Just not one off game where he scored eight nine points. Crazy. Yeah, Drake was heckling him bad in this game. And uh, Embiid yeah. to me. I, so it's funny. The Embiid and Jokic. Jokic was the debate, and it looks like they're like number thirty three and number thirty six right now. So very similar, disappointing starts. Although Embiid obviously more games missed and, and Joker will, will get back. Uh, I, I'm treating Embiid still as a buy low and this is a nothing, whatever. If we're hopefully people are highlighting, you know, the zero points sounds a lot worse than just four points. So maybe you actually could right. get them. And people are frustrated and his shot attempts are down. His, his free throw attempts are down this year, but I know Embiid's still not as in the best shape. Everyone had hoped it'll eventually get into, but I'm buying low here. I almost feel like we, we cursed the Sixers by talking to Jimmy McCormick when we did, um, because they're, you know, they're like fifth in the Eastern Conference right now. They're eleven and six. Um, not exactly lighting it up. I mean, I, I honestly, coming into the season, I thought it was going to be Philadelphia and Milwaukee sort of running away with the East. Um, obviously, Miami's been really good. Toronto has been better than anybody expected. Boston's been really good, but man, um, Philadelphia is kind of sleepwalking so far. Yeah, not as good as defense as we expected, but I guess there's some moving parts, so it's not a total shock. But Embiid's often not as great of a start as we thought, and Simmons is, you know, just not going to expand. Again, I love part of the speaking of the Eastern Conference playoffs. I love that Orlando is six and ten; it would currently make the playoffs of the season ended today. Yeah, the Bulls are like a game. The Bulls are terrible. They're talking about like there's a real possibility, you know. We're so we're talking on Wednesday. My Bulls play your Warriors on Wednesday night, and there's sort of a general buzz that, uh, like, if they actually lose to the three-win Warriors, um, maybe Boylan has to go. Um, there is increasing buzz that uh, that uh, Jerry Reinsdorf is finally, like, five years too late, unhappy with Gar Foreman, that there could be front office changes. Like, the Bulls are a game out of the playoff race. And we are talking locally about whether they will fire everybody or just some of the people like the Eastern Conference at the at the bottom end is so bad. Well, I love where that's what it's come to, though. You lose to the Warriors, uh, you're fired. It's that, that that's the, the, the net low. <laughs> that's is if you lose that's, how, that's how we're right. thinking right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't even get you fired up on the Bulls, but this is talking about the coach. I mean, uh, L- Levine went crazy. They, what happened? He was benched and then he had 11 threes. And I mean, that was a pretty wild scene there. Right. I mean, there's some turmoil there. 
pretty pretty magical game um great, like actual great inbounds uh defense yes, they kick the ball right. out to Levine the end, they yeah. went they they win it on a on a deep three like kind of fall away three like I like Levine I the funny thing about the Bulls is I I just like so many of their individual players um and m- maybe I shouldn't like Levine so much but I like guys who just want to jack shots um and I think he's I think he's at least really competitive um Car- I love Wendell Carter and everything he's done so far this season um, they have players that I that I actually enjoy rooting for. Like I've enjoyed going to games this year. Um, they are they are a brutal watch collectively, though, quite often. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's it's ugly when a Warriors Bulls oh, man. It's, and yeah, like what's, when what's, you're not when you're five? not winning, and your head coach just says all the sort of high schooly things that Boylan does, it's just it's just grating. It's just really irritating. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's bad times for sure. That's crazy. They just one game out of the playoffs, though, in that much turmoil and that much of a disaster. It just shows that conference is something that might need to change the whole playoff format in the NBA. I mean, something's not that's not right for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not at all opposed to the idea of just seeding based on the entire league standings and not worrying so much about West versus East because for sure I don't know that like there's there are five or six teams from the East that should make it and I'm not sure uh I'm not sure we need eight I'm not sure anybody needs a first round series in which like Giannis can possibly get injured against the eighth seed in the East a team that is going to get swept yeah, there are some weird uh, thoughts about maybe a midseason tournament or something they're adding, but he's he's open though. There's open to some changes, but I think this might, yeah, the, the playoff seating absolutely definitely deserves long overdue change. Yeah, what little I've seen about the midseason tournament, it would be like a like you're you're like you can if you win it, you're in the postseason, right? Like, is that the is something, that what the stakes yeah, will be? Yeah, it was be? weird too. I couldn't. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. That sounds something like that. Yes, definitely. I an don't odd like. One. I don't generally hate new ideas, but this just seems like something that the players are going to be so down on, and some teams are going to just whatever. You're going to run out to a big lead by midseason. You're not going to be worried about playoff positioning. You're not going to not going to really go for it. It's gonna. It's just going to set up some weird scenarios. Maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. I I doubt they'll ever actually pull this off. Yeah, that one seems weird, but get the reseeding at the end, get that fixed. So, last thing in our starting five, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some names from the most added player list in Yahoo leagues. Um, and let me get your thoughts. I, we probably could have talked about him earlier. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. leading the most added list on Tuesday, uh, and early on Wednesday, he was among the most dropped. After you know, whatever, it's not even a surprise when the Clippers shut you down. So that that's not terribly bothersome but he'd put together like three straight i don't know kind of sort of interesting games playing really well next to luca my pickups video uh telling you to add tim hardaway came out and that's what people started dropping him they saw that advice and started <laughs> dropping him in droves they saw that because yeah, no, mover dalton yeah. del don uh, of course he had a bad game right after that 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 came out but um you know he replaced seth curry in the starting lineup and even with that bad game he's the number 13 fantasy player in four games starting. So obviously small sample, his shooting will come down, but he was like a top 100 guy with the Knicks last year. And I think he'll settle into that range moving forward. And, and especially if he's starting in the offense, like I said, was the number one ranked offensive efficiency ever entering the last game. Um, so yeah, I would, I would add Hardaway in, in the right, right competitive league. Sure. Um, Hardaway, I'm looking at his game logs now has six steals over his last three games. Anything sustainable there? Probably no. Just the minutes. I mean, one game he saw against the yeah. Rockets was like 38 minutes. There's a lot of position, possessions there. So, um, yeah, I think if he's going to get more more run, and he'll uh, he'll provide some value. But I don't, yeah, I don't know about the defensive end like that. It's probably a fluke. 
Luca also just setting people up so well. Yeah. Um, so well. So you, you got to think the quality of the threes that he's going to find are going to be really high. Um, so that little run where he's hitting four or five threes a night, that seems maybe not sustainable over a long period of time, but, but two to five in any given night seems definitely in play. Yeah. Definitely. And a couple other guys just uh, the players added uh, the Warriors, man. They're just the gift that keeps on giving. They just will not. I, that's one thing. Every week, seriously, they provide like an opportunity, like uh, Alec Burks. Uh, I was just uh, obviously Pascal back then. Now Kai Bowman is a two-way contract. They're going to figure it out. He's been a top 25 fantasy player as a starter this year. I know D'Angelo Russell will return, but it's also Glenn Robinson with Draymond perpetually day-to-day now. So, I mean, the Warriors, yeah. I mean, I mean, Robinson, he's getting 34 minutes a game right now, which is pretty rare for a guy just so widely available in fantasy. He's out there in like 70% of them in Yahoo. So Warriors are just have gone from maybe the best roster in the NBA to the best team for fantasy pickups in the NBA one year later. It's pretty wild. Let's um, so talk to me about Bowman a little bit. I, I've only seen so much of him. I'm going to see more of him tonight when they when they face the Bulls in uh, the battle that everybody's talking about. Uh, no, just kidding. Nobody's talking about it. Um, but Bowman, is, is he a guy that can like, can he actually play next to Russell or is that too small? Are they too small? Would they be like, they'd be like six, one and six, three or something like that. And you'd just never play those guys together. They were yeah, toying with even playing Draymond at point for a while without Russell. So they, they, they don't not sold on Bowman as far as them helping them win. But fantasy-wise, when he's out there with Russell out, he's putting up the numbers. But long-term, I, I don't know. Again, they're not even a lock to him to last for the next month because he's this two-way contract situation. They might have to cut, like, Marquise Chris, whatever. But they're going to have to deal. They're going to have to lose the roster spot because the Warriors are in this hard cap situation this year yeah. where they have, like, yeah. zero flexibility. So they're going to have to do some roster crunching there. But he's been a nice surprise. Um, I think like Kendrick Nunn they had in their G League last year. They've let go of some other couple of G League guys. They made some poor decisions. But he's been a nice surprise. And for fantasy players as long as Russell is out for for sure he's worth using yeah man Miami Miami poached uh Kendrick Nunn on like the very last day of the season too like like tip of the cap to Miami's front office that obviously knew what uh what was up with Nunn um that would that would have been man talk about a talk about a guy who would be a nice fit with Golden State right now with everybody else injured for sure okay throw one more pickups guy I want to add one more guy I'm gonna throw in a non-list it's Nerland's Noel um, if you're at, he's probably gone in most competitive leagues, but if not, man, this, if you're looking for those, uh, stocks, the steals and blocks, he's your guy still like 25 years old, former number six pick the, uh, I, Steven Adams is dealing with this knee injury and, or uh, he's a trade candidate. So Noel, if you're in a deep enough league to even he's useful now, but as a starter, if you got, if like, if Adams, they traded, he could be like a monster for fantasy category league specifically. I gotta say, I've got Steven Adams in one league and it's just, he's been a disaster. Um, yeah, it, it's been super painful because he has like vague. I guess he's hurt. He's got vague injuries. Right, <laughs> he's missing games right and left. And one of the best rebounders, wouldn't you think that he would be a monster losing Russell Westbrook? I mean, I think. Yes. Like a, I mean, I thought it'd be better with fantasy, but it's been that, the that was the whole justification for taking him was that he wasn't going to have Russell Westbrook like swooping in, grabbing otherwise non-competitive rebounds. Right. That yeah. was just like a. It seemed like an easy, you know, plus four in the in yeah. the rebounding column per night. No, for sure. And I will talk about more Adams later too because he's a part of that free throw column we'll talk about too he you know he's a guy that's apparently was like is like awesome off the court like in practice he's like nine for ten routinely but he, uh, during games he really gets in his head 
Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of players in in uh, history like that. I've I've played with people like that throughout my life who can. It's nothing for them to shoot like I don't know, 19 of 20 if they're just if they're just goofing off like after practice something like that, and cannot hit a shot, and sometimes can't hit the rim in games. You think we let stuff get rattled with him? He's like the youngest of 16 kids or something wild too. Yeah, think, crazy family. Think, crazy family. Like yeah. All right, what's up next? Let's talk first about uh, not exactly mid-season, but we're pretty deep into the fantasy season right now, and and some of the data that we have connected to Yahoo leagues is somewhat meaningful. So let's talk about we call them within the Yahoo game. We call them fantasy MVPs. If you go to the research tab and then you go down to MVPs, you're going to find this list of uh, players who appear most often on the top 500 Yahoo Public League teams. Now, you got to remember that Yahoo Public Leagues are are point scoring, so there's, you know, there's a a, a settings issue there. Uh but I I just think some of the names that are present and not present are pretty interesting to me and I just wanted to get your thoughts on it generally. Um you're looking at the same list that I am. Not a huge surprise that Luka Doncic is at the top of the MVP's list. I think there are some other names that Aren't so, it's not so much about the player as it as it tells us like what wins in fantasy generally. Like there's just a bunch of names on this list that have been like pickups that have really popped, and so that obvious. And the, these names are like Tristan Thompson, uh, Devontae Graham is on here, Bogdanovich is on here. I'm scrolling down the list. Um, Harrell is on here. Um, so it's not all got like Jabari Parker is on the list of fantasy MVPs, which is kind of crazy to me, but there it is. It. That's really suggesting that what you want to be in fantasy is a very active, aggressive owner, and you want to take shots on guys that are sort of bubbling up from the from the free agent pool. Um, so a lot of those names on here, I find it interesting that I don't know. I'm scrolling through what 50 names here, and uh, LeBron James isn't part of it, which surprises me because LeBron is, you know, at the top of the league in assists. He's doing some things that I don't think we really expected coming into the season. I don't know. What are your thoughts generally? Just looking at the list of MVPs. And Anthony Davis is on the list too, so that's a that is interesting. High so, up yeah. there, um, sixth right. on the list, yeah. All right. So Luca, number one, obviously no surprise. I just have to say, it's it, I love the latest rumor this week is Vlade Divac passed on him because he didn't get along with his dad, and, and that's been <laughs> shot down by Grant Napier, the Kings' uh, TV guy. So pretty funny stuff there. Yeah, it's a mix. This list, I would say though, there's like the Tristan Thompson, the pickups, like you said, but Brandon Ingram is kind of one of those we could have seen it coming, you know, a young guy. In a new situation, injuries have cleared the way. But yeah, I have especially to say, with no Zion, we probably should have seen it coming. A few guys, I have to say, like Bogdanovich switching teams, and specifically Lou, Lou Williams and Harold. Maybe it'll change because with 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 the Clippers full fully healthy now. But I, I thought all those guys were avoids for me, so I was off on them. Like Bogdanovich, you know, I didn't really like his new situation. Again, with the Clippers adding the usage rate guys, uh, Harold showed up in, in even better shape, and Lou Williams is still just a straight scorer. So. Um, those guys are surprising. They're guys I was actually down on. And then there's the Marcus Morris. I mean, whatever. He's been like a top 30 fantasy player the last two weeks. Uh, who, who's to predict the Knicks? Uh, okay, so let's use a 30-year-old on a one-year contract uh, leading our team in usage rate the last two weeks. I mean, yeah. it's just, it just makes no sense. I mean, what, what, to build his trade value, I guess? I mean, things like that are just so unpredictable. But but uh, yeah, it's really it's a wide variance. So then you got LaMarcus Aldridge uh, down there in the bottom of the top 10, too. Old Mr. Reliable, but yeah, just a real, real variance of, of pickups, uh, young guys blowing up, and then Marcus Morris. Yeah, Aldridge, I, 
I mean, I get it with Aldridge because he's actually played to um, top 10 fantasy value. Like there's a handful of names on there that you just knew based on how they've outperformed their ADP that they should appear on this list. Van Vliet is on the list. Siakam is on the list. Isaac, um, Andrew Wiggins is on the list. I'm just, again, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised at some of the names that we don't see. I'm surprised that uh, uh, there's not more LeBron teams up there because LeBron is, is doing some stuff that I would oh, not sure. have forecasted. Yeah, my guy Jonathan Isaac, man, uh, what top, ten, top 10 in nine cat leagues. I mean, I get that Vucevic and uh, Gordon have been hurt, but dude, I mean, like Kirilenko was always one of my favorite fantasy guys. I would draft him like ahead of Kobe <laughs> back in the day. Sure. And yeah. yes, yeah, so and now like Isaacs is, I mean, who gets blocks from the wing like that? I just love him, man. Love watching him. And uh, he's probably not going to be this good in the scoring. But then again, his game's developing and he's like a better ball handler than I expected. He's monster. Just uh, lo- love Isaac. Love him. That's a that's a good point that you bring up just um, when you think about team building in fantasy, uh, in, in fantasy hoops in particular, when you can get like big man stats from somebody who's not a big, it's just a huge deal. Um, it's a it's a really, really big deal. It's like getting, you know, now it's more commonplace, but it used to be like if you can get man, you can get threes from uh, and the occasional assist from a big man. That was a huge deal. Or, like, or a center who can shoot free throws. You know, that's yeah, center who right, doesn't right. kill your free throw percentage. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just some interesting names there. I'm surprised that uh, Davis is on the list at six. Like Carl Anthony Towns, not particularly high up. Harden, not particularly high up. Um, just a little surprised not to see more guys from the top of the list uh, uh, in terms of actual year-to-date fantasy value, not topping the MVP list. Yeah, no, definitely. It's interesting. Uh, interesting exercise. I want to hit uh, our, in case you missed it, and you teased it earlier, uh, like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be hyping so much uh, ESPN content, but there was a really good Royce Young piece on free throw defense. Um, I just thought it was really cool. uh, It's long. It's very fun. Um, Got some great anecdotes in there. It goes into the stuff that some of the players in the league who are the best at rattling free throw shooters will do. Um, You've obviously read through it. Yeah, only because I did not see it. You pointed out it was a great read. Totally agree. It's awesome. I said, I, yeah, the Stephen Adams thing. Yeah, no, it's great. And it, as I was reading it, it's like, how can this come along and you not do the Pippin quote? But then they do. Yeah, the mail uh, mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. <laughs> they got that quote in there. So yeah, big, totally agree. Recommend that read. It was really interesting. I had no clue that was a thing. I mean, you know, no, nor did Billy Donovan either, apparently. I, I did not realize that was a thing. I mean, it's really interesting. Yeah, this is such a like... I don't know. You do this. You do this kind of nonsense in rec league sometimes, but I don't think about NBA players doing it, right? Like the the flinching on the line. Beverly, um, of course. Yeah, Beverly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That I mean, the whole thing kind of starts off with a with a really well written scene. Um, Kevin Durant on the line and Patrick Beverly just doing some nonsense to get in his field of vision. Um, I don't like. I, I doubt very much. Like my seats at Bulls games are like kind of sort of behind the basket. They're over to one side, but we're like in one of those sections where they give you the stupid balloons that you're supposed to whack together and wave and distract yeah, free throw shooters. Yeah. And like, I, I don't believe that any of that stuff works. I'm, I'm pretty like just in my own life, like I'm looking at the rim. I'm not, I'm not thinking about anything that's going on behind the rim, anything like that. Like I doubt that gets to players, but if somebody's four feet away from you and like flinching and like lurching into the lane and there's just some guys that are really good at it. Westbrook, good at it. Um, Rondo good at it. Of course, Patrick Beverly would be somebody who would be great at it. Um, just that the idea of defense continuing um, when the clock isn't running is is just really fun to me. Yeah, no, the home road splits are, are equal, but some teams right. are better than others. And I forget which one it was, but like the, the Raptors have this coach that is known for yelling at the right specific time or whatever. So, yeah, really interesting stuff. 
I am also pretty interested to see if uh, after the public, maybe I'm maybe I'm giving journalism in general too much credit, but um, if there is a little bit more attention paid to it by officials after this thing is published, and I'm sure it's going to click really well because it's a really interesting topic. Um, And it's just one of those things that like the rules already exist. Like you could be calling all of this stuff all the time. Like when guys are throwing towels on the bench, when guys are, you know, pretending to fall into the lane as somebody shooting, like all of this stuff is actually against the rules and can be called. And I just wonder if there's going to be a little bit more. No, that's a good point because yeah. No, people are going to be looking for it more if no other reason. So that's a great call. I wonder if they, I wonder if that is going to going to result in something. I think the final thing that I thought was really interesting about it is that uh, all of this, like the the actual, the very beginning of the article, um, gets into uh, I think it's Billy Donovan, um, yeah, being being shocked by uh, the, yeah, he didn't by know. the data yeah. on this, like yeah. <laughs> Like, really? Like, there's somebody that doesn't know? Like, I, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's nice, I guess, that he's willing to admit it. But man, yeah. like, if this stuff persists over time and we have NBA head coaches that don't know that um, some teams are better at it than others, that's a little, um, that'd be a little frustrating to me if I were a fan of the team. No, for sure. I thought the same thing. I, I didn't know, but yeah, neither did Donovan. Yeah, it was really funny. All right, that's going to do it for our very special Thanksgiving edition of the show. We're going to be back next week, of course, the usual time and day on Thursday. Going to try to have a good guest fired up for you next week. So in the meantime, um, I just want everybody to have a really nice holiday. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Dalton, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Enjoy it. Uh, All all kinds of love to your 97-year-old grandfather. That's awesome. You're going to see family. Um, everybody, just have a great holiday. Um, subscribe. Write us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Maybe tell a friend about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Dalton Del Don, at Yahoo Fantasy, at Andy Barons. Thanks again to our producers, to all of our listeners. Really appreciate you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. We are out.